Welcome to Arc Reactions Podcast. My name is John. And I'm Larissa. And this is episode 156 covering The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you're new to the show, we'll be talking about things we didn't like, followed by things we did like, and finally giving the series an overall rating. So, Larissa, why don't you start us with a bad thing from the show? Okay, so this might just be me, but who knows? Um, I feel like you can't have watched Civil War and then the Captain America to the Winter Soldier um, once. Or if you've only watched it once, it can't have been a really long time ago. Unless you have an amazing memory, which I apparently don't have. Um, I feel like there were so many references and storyline plots that... Um, it would have really helped if I had either gone back and rewatched those right before this um, or um, a little while ago, at least. Um, I don't think you needed to rewatch like Endgame. Um, I think there weren't as many references. Um, I mean, the blip was a big part, but I mean, that's kind of really hard to forget from uh, right. Endgame and infinity war right yeah infinity war and endgame and i feel like it was more with that it was more about that event happening and this was the fault i mean the whole thing is this is the fallout this is after this happens after endgame where people are back and but a lot of the references are being made for those other two i feel like Oh, so the, I, f- I forget what I saw the other day, something like 23 Marvel movies or something like that. And yeah, you don't have to see all of them to get this, but I, I, I sort of agree with you because I watched um, Winter Soldier, I think twice, maybe three times. Uh, and it's been a long time since I, I watched it last. I, I'm pretty sure I only watched Civil War once. And yeah, I'm there. I'm sure there were things in there that I didn't quite remember or I'm like, oh, I know who that person is, but I don't remember what they did in the MCU versus what they did in the comics, that sort of thing. There's a lot of people that I didn't remember about like um, Zemo or Sharon and, you know, they're referring to the in-between time of when the blip happened or just and I don't remember like who all stayed around and who got who vanished from the blip so it's difficult to remember and then for me since i think i think i only watched civil war once if that i may have only watched like bits and pieces of it so it's hard to remember for me like which side people were on and like what what they went through depending on whose side they were on and then like just you know because they were talking about how or uh, sharon went into to hiding after she was like disowned or like yeah i couldn't i I couldn't remember if that was so in winter soldier he captain america is kind of on the outs because hydra takes over um shield and and he was working for shield and i can't remember if she supported him and that's when she got basically you know, ran ran out of town and had to go into hiding, or if it was from Civil War, because both of those had an element of that, where like with the Sokovia Accords and Civil War, um, and the heroes having to register with the government, and of course half the people didn't want to, and that that's the Civil War. 
I don't remember if that if she was a part of that one or if that was from Winter Soldier. And then yeah, I I don't remember I I don't even remember if Falcon and Winter Soldier were on different sides. I don't think they were. I think they were both on Cap's side and cuz that whole thing with the Volkswagen and the are you going to put your seat up? Like they referenced that and I I would I want to say they wouldn't have been in the same car if they were on opposite sides in that movie. So I feel like they were both on the same side. They just didn't really get along because old old cap sidekick, new cap sidekick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I was like, wow, I I really don't even remember who's on which side in that movie. Right. So yeah, that's I mean, kind of to wrap this point up, it's just that I feel like it it would have benefited me if I knew like oh I should go watch those you know two movies real quick right before I decide to watch this series just so that I have a better understanding of you know what's going on rather than kind of having to pause and figure out like wait who was that again or like what was going on um I just personally feel like that probably would have helped me yeah I'm wondering I'll have to go look you know after we're done recording and see if someone made like a here's the things you need to know before watching Falcon and Winter Soldier like maybe if we take a peek at that before watching the Loki show you know if there is things that they're referencing that maybe we forgot about as well because Loki goes all the way back to the first Thor movie uh so there's a lot of stuff with him that potentially right we may have forgotten it might not just be the Thor movies it might be where like oh you should probably watch like one of the like Avengers movies because of something he does or some event so yeah that'd be good to kind of go back through Um, yeah so I'll, I'll definitely try and remember that and and do that because yeah i feel like we maybe would have benefited from watching uh winter soldier and civil war before watching this um my bad point or the first one i i had was despite despite the fact that we had homework we didn't do before started watching this it started off incredibly slowly like the i think this may be a common theme of all the marvel shows if you know if marvel hadn't built up that investment through the 23 movies and you know all the comics and everything like it would have been really hard to stick with the show after just episode 1 because it's a lot of setup for stuff that you know comes into play towards the end of the series like they kind of go away from most of that setup of you know bucky trying to make amends for his time as the winter soldier and um, uh, uh, Sam trying to re- reconcile with his family because he, w- we know he was part of the blip, uh, gone in the blip because that's referenced in that in that first episode there about you've been gone for five years, you have no uh sort your record of income to get a loan, kind of kind of you know as as he was trying to help his sister by using his his fame essentially to get a loan for the boat. So yeah, they. I don't know if it would have been better served to use some of that time to maybe like do give us a little bit of a recap so that it it doesn't feel like such a daunting task to watch one of these Marvel shows if you haven't been like recently going through all all of the Marvel movies ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking so this kind of ties in a little bit with the the next few things that I've got where I feel like some things could have used a little bit more explanation or a little more backstory. So like for me, a little bit more with the GRC, so the Global Repatriation Council um, and just what was going on. They did kind of sprinkle bits here and there and there with what policies they were trying to push through. Um, They did a 
pretty good job of that with um, Carly kind of explaining that or her side. Um, but maybe a little bit more with that and how it came about and why that sort of thing. And then I feel like we just glossed over like Isaiah and Bucky. Like there is the brief like interaction where um, Bucky and Sam are going to go meet Isaiah or it's Sam's meeting Isaiah for the first time. And like, there's a little bit of um, banter between Bucky and Isaiah. And like, all you get is that like, or, or so we hear from Isaiah is that he um, beat up uh, Bucky. He doesn't use those words. He obviously uses um, colorful language, but um, we, I, I don't know what was going on aside from something in a bar in some place. And we don't have as much backstory with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I think that I think they did a pretty good job of giving you enough information to understand the GRC. I would have liked a little more with Isaiah just because of, you know, I was enjoying that. And it's one of those things where I'm pretty sure they've done this in the comics. Like, uh, they've gone in a modern time and been like, Oh, let's fill in this gap. Cause you know, Captain America comics publication wise was published in world war two mm-hmm. and then they stopped publishing it. And then it was re picked up in, I want to say Avengers one. I don't even think they started his comic back up first. Um, or maybe Avengers four somewhere in early in the Avengers, they find the frozen Captain America and thaw him out. And then that's what picks up Captain America's story again. So they've gone back at times and tried to refill in that gap of like when he's frozen in ice and that's where people like Isaiah come into being. They write this character of, oh, this is a person who was taking on the Captain America role while uh, Steve Rogers was frozen in ice, you know, and and they give you like one story of it, but but that's all. Like it's Mm -hmm. not as well chronicled as Steve's story or Sam's story. Uh, you know, because it's just someone wanting to tell a story with a different cap. We also kind of get that with uh, the character they introduced us to here, uh, John Walker as U.S. agent. Like there, there's a period of time where he's Captain America and then Steve takes it back and then he goes off and becomes U.S. agent as we saw in the, in the show. And um, that one, I think they were telling like actual current time, but then like there's more people like Isaiah there's 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 like five or six people who've had a turn at Captain America and several of them I think are this like they go they tell an old story of a period when Cap when Steve wasn't Captain America and they're like oh this guy was filling in you know and and so yeah I I would have liked some more with that um well they did they did give us more of Isaiah's story later like it was either episode five or six um and that one felt like it concluded well you know Sam um kind of bringing him to the museum and saying you know like now they'll remember your contribution and like what you did for the country um so I was fine with that part like we got Isaiah's story but like I don't I kind of want, I still would have wanted to know like well what happened between Isaiah and Bucky um that you know he's so hostile towards him and that that kind of stuff it's just these little things that i would have wanted to know more about so like the other one that i kind of i really wanted to know a little bit more was or i just wanted them to show it i guess was 
the flashback for Bucky when he's in Wakanda and um, uh, he's the whoever's helping him like his um, I don't know what she would be to him but the Dora Milaje person um, but the one specifically working with him saying the different trigger words for him and him not reacting or not being controlled by it I feel like it would have benefited if they showed what did happen like as a brief like show his progress um because they just ripped through the entire like list of words with him not reacting which I get is like the point like that oh you know you're free but like I think if they showed like a brief struggle of like an earlier session and then and then that I think that would have been better just for understanding purposes yeah I could I could see that I mean this was shorter than um the the WandaVision I think like this was six episodes but I think the episodes were a little bit longer um so I I don't know I feel like maybe if they gave us one more episode and yeah expanded on a on a couple of of those things like you're right we we did get kind of a conclusion to isaiah's story and they did give us a um like a patented marvel post-credit scene at the end of the series you know with with sharon but that would have been something where potentially they could have done that on each episode and then just had like that bar fight as kind of a um a little teaser scene in the credits of that particular episode between Isaiah and, and Bucky, that, that bar fight, I, it might've been, they might've had to cast another person to play Isaiah, younger Isaiah or something, but mm-hmm. I feel like they could have done that and, and it would have, it would have been pretty cool to see. Cause yeah, like just as a flashback or something, so you know, like kind of what was going on at that point or what, I don't know. I just thought that that would have been nice. Yeah. It, it's nice to see them kind of, uh, fleshing out more periods than just you know what we saw in the in the movies, but I I wonder if they're kind of maybe trying to shy away from showing too much uh, to bring up too many unanswered questions about like oh well if if Bucky was in the Korean War how did that you know change the Korean War or or you know whatnot so I I can kind of see them kind of not wanting to to go too much in depth with that but a little more I think would have been cool. Um, did you have anything else? Yeah, this one may get um, counteracted as we see where where they go with future movies and, and shows. But I was not thrilled that they made Sharon a villain. Um, Sharon being the, the power broker that, that they were tiptoeing around when they're trying to figure out where the super serum, super soldier serum came from uh, in the middle of, of the story. It's obvious from the the teaser uh, at the end of the series that they're setting her up for for something in the future. So we'll have to mm-hmm. see where it goes. But um, it's a it's a departure from the comics, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it seemed a little strange in this particular one to to set that up, where so much of this was paying homage to a bunch of comics characters that are are pretty lesser known. You know, they're not. Steve Rogers and and Sam Wilson, they're you know uh, John Walker and Le- Lamar Hoskins and uh, La Contessa Valentina De La Fontaine. You know these are like 
characters that a lot of people wouldn't be able to name off off the top of their head, but they have a history with these characters and and the overall Marvel comic story. So it was great to see them uh, being used and the story being relatively similar to to what it was in the comics, but then Sharon's being changed quite a bit. And it, I don't know, I, I, I just didn't really care for it. But like I said, it might get, it, my opinion might change depending on how they write the story into whichever uh, next series or movie that they decide to focus on this again. Did we get who she was talking to on the phone? I don't think so. I don't think so. we got a name. Like there wasn't a name that flashed up on the screen or anything. I don't think so. I think it's just meant to be like she's reaching out to her. And somebody said like list of Agent Carter. So like she's been working for somebody else on on the side or or just she's been working with somebody else and we don't know who yet. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is all personal opinion because I feel like they set it up pretty well, you know, mm-hmm. with the whole, yeah, I helped you you out and I got, you know, basically uh, disowned and, and made a, a wanted person, you know, and, and I've had to live here in this uh, very rough area in Madripoor for, for years. So I'm just doing the best with, with what I've been dealt. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's just, I, I feel like there's so many already established villains that they could, you know, pull from that that w- we didn't need Sharon to be to be a villain like i think her redemption in this series would have been just fine to bring her back you know i mean they they did but they they just don't know that she's still the the power broker and potentially going to double cross them mm-hmm. uh, you know so i i think not a double cross i would have been just fine with you know bringing her back into the fold and letting her resume her duties as agent 13 well, there was also, so the other part with this ending was that it kind of looked like Zemo might be getting out or escaping and, or may have had a hand in having that transport explode at the end. Cause it kind of seemed like there was somebody that was with, I don't, what should we call them? The resistance or the, the smash, the uh, flag smashers, flag smashers. Cause there was like a guard at the end that was whispering you know the one world one people to people getting into the transport um but then that transport explodes and so and then it 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 pans away or cuts screens to zemo so i thought that was a little bit confusing but maybe it's more clear to other people um who know the storyline a little bit better I mean, it's not clear to me. Um, I'm assuming, like you, that he's going to try and escape and resume whatever he was doing before he was incarcerated um, after, I guess, after Civil War, because that's that's where we last saw him. Yeah. And then, of course, well, the very, very ending, I know I felt differently about this than you did, but uh, at the end, instead of it saying Falcon and the Winter or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it said Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And I just feel like it would have been cool if they also changed that to like White Wolf or or some some other way to refer to Bucky. Just I don't know. I I know that he's referred to as the Winter Soldier, but I feel like that also is a reference to his past and like the things he did as the winter soldier and i feel like with him turning in the booklet to um his doctor or his therapist and 
you know, he was getting this closure and I feel like, I don't know, that wasn't reflected in the title at the end in the before the credits. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of just indifferent to that because they've they've uh, redeemed him in the comics. Like he has his own stories going under the title Winter Soldier. So it's it's not it's not a villain name anymore. So I'm pretty sure that's why they chose to keep it that way instead of calling him white wolf or, or say captain and Bucky or something like that. So I I think that's the reason. And like I said, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to it because that's the choice they made. And I understand it from a marketing standpoint of like, that's the name people know. Like if they read that, uh, captain America run by Ed Brubaker, where he is the villain Winter Soldier and needs to be redeemed by, uh, you know, Steve Rogers. Like, that's the name they're going to recognize him as, that or Bucky Barnes. So since they chose not to call his later series Bucky Barnes and instead called it Winter Soldier, I think that's why they're keeping it that way in, in the credits. Mm. But, well, yeah. does some, someone take over as Falcon? I don't think so, but... I'm not as super up on that. I I remember when uh, Sam took over for uh, aged and retired uh, Steve Rogers, and I think I read an issue or two, but I didn't keep up with it to know if someone took up on the role of of Falcon in as his sidekick. Because it's almost like, oh well, it is because he still has the the wings and stuff, like, and they're all painted up to be you know, like Captain America colors. So it's like it's meshed together, but it's not like they're calling him Captain Falcon, which completely different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whole discussion to be had there about legacy characters and reusing the name, but it's not the same person and sometimes not even the same power set and everything. Mm And I've become less opinionated about it than I used to be, um, mostly because I understand the difficulty that there is in getting someone to pick up something that they don't recognize the name of. Uh, So like, yeah, it's like, it's like the Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel versus the Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. Like people recognize the name Miss Marvel. Whereas, but this was literally like a tag at the end of this thing. Like, it's not like, unless they're going to make more of this series and that's how they're going to market it as they're going to say Captain America and the the winter soldier. I just thought that, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if, if they are planning it for a, uh, essentially a season two and they're going to call it Captain America and the winter soldier, then that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, or maybe that'll be the, the, the next movie involving them is called that or something. All right. Well, I think I'm ready to move on to our good points. So do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, I've already kind of said a few things that that tie into this. Um, I really do like that they took a lot of kind of um, medium cuts, I'll say, not necessarily deep cuts because they're things that I knew about. And I'd say my knowledge falls into like medium cuts. I know some things that, you know, people that don't pay attention to the comics at all. No, but also there's a bunch of things in the comics that I have no clue about. So seeing uh, John Walker and uh, Lamar Hoskins, like I didn't know those names, but I knew once I saw him, I'm like, oh, this is the the Nomad and, and U.S. Agent storyline, you know, where Cap quit. 
and became Nomad. Or did you say Battlestar? Yeah, that's what Le- Lamar went by as Battlestar. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't even know about Battlestar. I just knew Cap quit and like uh, because he was like disillusioned with the government or had some sort of issue with what was going on and decided like I can't be Captain America anymore. And then they found this guy to re- to replace him. Um, and and yeah, that that's as much as I knew like of that storyline because I, I hadn't read it. I just had read about it. And so when they when Lamar was there and he's like, oh, I go by Battlestar. I'm like is that a comics reference? So I went and looked up. I'm like, oh yeah, that was, okay, so that was John's sidekick was Battlestar instead of Bucky uh, during that time. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, and then um, Baron Zemo's brought brought back. You know, I thought that that was cool. Um, I meant, I mentioned Isaiah. Uh, like, I was like, oh, I recognize that as, yeah, the the additional experiments that were done after Captain America disappeared uh, you know, in, in the forties, like, they're like, Oh, we want to do this again. You know? So they kept doing experiments and, you know, there were some people who made it through and then they were trying to figure out why it works. So they, they kept experimenting on them and it was a, basically akin to being tortured as Isaiah mentioned. Um, and so like, I was really, really happy to see all those, you know, like I said, medium cuts to the comics, you know, La Contessa, Valentina de, de de la Fontaine is is another comics character from uh the 60s uh in that realm of you know shield and captain america and and those sort of stories so yeah I was I was really pleased with that it it, it made it made me want to go like see like oh what is this from and and go look things up on on Marvel wiki so I always enjoy that um but I understand that some people don't care about that and I feel like it the Easter eggs and references didn't take away from the story, which, which is great. Like is if it's an enjoyable story and it has those in there, that that's the best versus, you know, a, a story that's just chock full of references and Easter eggs and, and the story suffers because of it. Um, I think one of the other things you were going to mention, but I'll, I can say it here is that I think the relationship between Sam and Bucky, uh, was done pretty pretty well in this uh like the progression of them just really hating each other and then being pretty much friends at the end i feel like i mean there was that scene where they were saying like where we're two guys with a mutual friend and then oh well that mutual friend is gone so we're just two guys <laughs> um but yeah, I, I feel like the relationship between them, like clearly in the beginning, you know, like they they like hate each other. Um, and I, I thought the banter and the back and forth between them was excellent. Um, I really enjoyed the scene where the therapist or the doctor uh, makes Bucky and Sam sit down and nope, we're going to talk this out. Okay. You guys are both not going to talk. Okay. You guys are both going to face each other and we're going to do the soul gazing exercise. And, you know, so they get like all up in each other's space. And then she's like, wait, what are you guys, are you guys having a staring contest? And I just, I thought the, the humor level in this was, um, on par with, you know, the other Marvel movies that are out. Um, and, uh, let's see what else. Uh, to piggyback off of that, I, f- I feel like, yeah, they started out antagonistic, which made sense from 
the last time we saw them together, which was in that Volkswagen, or at least in that movie. And the thing I remember most about it was they're both in like a Volkswagen Beetle and uh, I forget who's in the back and he's like all squished up and he's like, are you going to move your chair forward? Nope. And and so he's like stuck in this small car all cramped up because the other one is being childish. And so to start out there with the childish, you know, staring contest and and all that. She but, even says like, OK, you guys are going to talk about it. And then she's like, and don't say something childish because she knows like that's how they're going to respond to each other. Like, which I just thought was great. Like the doctor was excellent. Yeah. But it, starting there, we started to see like the walls kind of come down because they both have an issue with the shield, you you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so it comes out there of like you not keeping the shield because like he's upset, I think because the shield wasn't passed to him as, you know, Cap's first, uh, like brother figure. Yeah. And so the fact that it went to the new brother figure I think he's a little upset, but then he's even more upset because the new brother figure basically turned his back on it without, and they didn't talk to each other. So he didn't find out until that moment why that was, you know, but he's spelling it out like, well, you, you not keeping the shield makes me think that Steve was wrong to choose you, which makes me think that he was wrong about me. Like it's such a Mm -hmm. deep and impactful, like two sentences you know, and like and, if you stopped and talked about it, like because Sam was also, you know, he was like, can't you just accept that I I was doing what I thought was right? And, you know, because I think he felt like he also didn't deserve it or could live up to Steve and 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 that sort of thing. And Bucky's probably not thinking about that part. He's, you know, so, yeah. And then by by episode five, um, you know, Bucky is going over there to well he's dropping off the the new wings that he got repaired for sam but then he's like oh like do you need help and like i just i thought that was that was nice to see that he's like helping sam and his family out with you know like repairing the boat and the communities coming together and stuff um well i can't remember if it was before or after that with the the shield toss training it was right after that or it was like so they worked on the boat and stuff and then yeah they have they they're finally having a you know like an adult talk with each other yeah, and, and really you know having a very open conversation with each other and they're just you know passing the shield back and forth ricocheting off the trees but they're finally having the conversation if they had it you know x amount of episodes ago so however many days or weeks and stuff you know maybe they wouldn't have been so angry with each other for so long right but i think it wouldn't have felt earned at that point i think we had to go through oh we definitely had to get to that point and have them go through all these struggles and the different fights and stuff to get to that point where they feel vulnerable enough with each other that they can share what they're actually feeling and thinking yeah, so so piggybacking off that that point cuz I'm in 100% agreement with you on that. The the part that I think goes along with that is where the characters end up at the end felt entirely earned. So Cap or uh Sam becoming Captain America Falcon or Captain Falcon or Black Captain America like is very much earned like he he came to understand the importance of the shield. He came to understand through Isaiah that 
the the we had come far enough to where it was important for people to see an African American man as Captain America mm-hmm. and that he could deal with whatever backlash there might be so that other people can advance mm-hmm. uh you know th- basically civil rights or or the the treatment of African Americans could advance due to his stepping into that role and being accepted in that role, you know, as much as, as possible and, you know, and, and like inspiring the next generation of African-Americans to pursue their goals and everything. And then also, uh, Bucky completing his list, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of releasing all his guilt over things that were not in his control because he was mind controlled and used as a weapon as the Winter Soldier for however many missions and years that was. Like both of those felt earned, and the the component the the companion piece to that is, and I don't know I don't remember this being foreshadowed in in any way before this series of Sam as kind of a motivational speaker. He has a couple of good speeches. So he has the one when they're tossing the shield around of like you want some tough love you got to do it this way you know and it turns mm-hmm. out to be the right advice for for bucky and then when he's interviewed uh it's got to be episode six because it's by the the vote thing you know when the news is interviewing it's him right after the the car does not go over right. or he yeah cause, yeah anyway right they, he gives a like aaron sorkin level dialogue speech you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow, like, I don't know who wrote this, but that is a powerful speech delivered exceptionally. And you and know. that he's standing up for like, no, you guys are the ones that have the ability to make this change. And like, do you like this girl, Carly, right? Um, believed so hard in what she was fighting for that she died for it. And there's just going to be there's this movement started there's more carlies like this is just going to keep happening like you have to realize that it's something bigger like this issue is not just something you can you know take lightly and he i think he does get his point across but like the fact that it's also you know broadcast you know it was um televised and like even and they show they pan to isaiah seeing it and he uh sam talks a little bit about being Captain America at that point and like what that means and kind of he kind of ties back or at least you kind of think about the conversation he had with Isaiah and how Isaiah was like it it doesn't even matter like being a a black man and what you're gonna put on this suit like it doesn't matter don't show that shield to me like all that kind of stuff right like um so I thought they did a really good job like making that important in with throughout the different episodes because you know the kids coming up to him when he's going through the neighborhood like oh you're black falcon or that's what my dad says who you are and stuff and they they bring it up um periodically throughout each of the different episodes and i think at the end it like really drives it home with that big speech that he has so yeah right and that 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 speech works because of all those moments we've been talking about you Mm -hmm. know because of that that outburst in the um, doctor's office from Bucky of like what you did hurt me to uh, the anger and frustration and uh, not wanting anything to do with Captain America because of what he's been put through by Isaiah 
and basically like everything that we that we saw him go through in this series led to that speech and it like encapsulated the growth of of the character fabulously like that that was a great it way was to end that really well done in the series yeah yeah um so there was other i i thought you know aside from you know the humor that i again thought was really done well so like the one that i remember is about the big three the the aliens the androids and the wizards and and bucky's like what you mean like gandalf and so i'm just like you know about gandalf he's like yeah when it first came out because you know there's this age difference that you don't necessarily think about but again just i think the humor is definitely on par with the marvel uh series i liked as i watched this this series i kept making all these references in my head to like other things that we've watched recently so like um the way they 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 did the flag smashers reminded me of um money heist or the first scene where we see the flag smashers where they kind of like on the masks like everybody around them puts on the masks so they're able to kind of hide in plain sight and like get away because the police or like whoever's after them doesn't know like who wait which which person were they trying to grab or like take down or whatever like everybody so that kind of reminded me of um money heist which is also an excellent uh series yes on netflix i can't recommend that enough uh you might be a little bit disappointed like we were that uh after uh series four i don't think they call them seasons uh or parts part four uh it it has more, but there's not more to watch. So we're stuck waiting just like everybody else that's watched that show. But I definitely highly recommend that show as well. And then um, the way they did um, the other character that you mentioned, uh, La, Co- La Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, she reminded me a lot of The Handler. So if you've watched Umbrella Academy, um, The Handler is um, a pretty big character like, kind of throughout it just in terms of possibly a villain but anyway like the, no, the no, way... no additional spoilers for those no. that haven't watched that go go and listen to those uh um yeah. those episodes we did an episode for season one and as and one for season two um but i definitely recommend watching the show first yeah so but definitely reminded me of the handler just the way she held herself and and talked and kind of like I don't want to say bossy or like sassy, but definitely like author- authoritative and very much like the most important thing that you're going to do is answer the phone when I call type of, you know, that and yeah, she's she definitely feel gives off the air of like you won't you won't you won't say no to me. Like yeah. I I I know how this is going to go. I like I'm just going to tell you what you're going to do and you're going to do it and it's not like a I'm in control I'm type of thing. You. It's more of a like, um, I mean, I guess it is a I'm in control, but it's not meant like like you would picture an angry boss telling you to like do something. It's more of a like, I'm confident you'll come to this conclusion. Like, I know. Yeah. I know it all. Yeah. yeah. So like, I just, um, I I don't know enough about this, this character, but I thought uh, that was really well done. And then um, the super soldier serum reminds me of um, Mirakuru, which is from the DC universe. Um, A a little bit different, but just some of 
the enhancements kind of reminded me. And of course, there's probably, you know, parallels in a bunch of different, you know, universes. But yeah, I, I, I was just going to say that it, it pretty much just enhances your ability, speed, strength. Uh, um, so it, it's kind of the same thing everywhere. The only difference with Mirakuru is that it came with a blood rage, which I didn't really feel like that was the case here because I, th- I feel like every character brought their own hangups and, you know, histories and whatever to, and they just became a more emboldened version of themselves. So that's what Lamar was explaining. Yeah. Like it won't, you know, you'll just be more of what you are. So like for Steve, you know, right. But if you more... look at John Walker specifically, yeah, you could make that parallel to the Mirakuru because maybe that's why it yeah. reminded me because like it seemed like he got darker or, you know, like I don't want to say like evil or bad, but like it brought out qualities that maybe he wasn't as proud of and like isn't necessarily what's shown in all of his accomplishments that they keep highlighting, right? Why he be why they made him Captain America and stuff. But yeah, so just just a few things here and there that kept reminding me of other things we've um watched, which which I really like. I like when I can start making these connections. Um but yeah, uh, definitely an excellent series. And of course, um, I haven't brought this up till now, but the fight scene, one of my favorite fight scenes, I think in this is probably the one where the Dora Milaje uh, put John Walker in his place, or that's how I'm going to say it. Like, and he's just completely defeated. And of course, at that point, I feel like you kind of start to maybe not like him um, and and he kind of makes the comment like they weren't even super soldiers and it's like yeah exactly like you need to calm down like you're you know yeah they're he, amazing i mean you're not supposed to like him obviously yeah. I, I i mean even though at the beginning he's supposedly on on the good side and then you watch him kind of deteriorate and to the point where he kills one of the um the flag smashers and it's videotaped and you know, it com- completes his fall from grace. Um, but yeah, that scene, like, it, it makes sense for this character because he's too cocky to believe that anyone else could be trained well enough to just to fight handle well him. without being like enhanced, you know, like whether, you know, steroids or like having super soldier serum where they can out, out him in combat or like best him in combat rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He strikes me as the type of person that would have an excuse anytime he loses. Like, he feels like he's the best, but if someone were to best him, whether or not he has super soldier serum or not, he'd find some sort of excuse of like, oh, they cheated. Oh, like, they had time to to study me and I knew nothing about them or, or any any number of things. So, yeah, like... That was, that was one of those, like, uh, feel-good moments of like, yeah, the the cocky uh, jerk is getting, you know, put in his place. His butt handed to him. Yes. And I I just, I thought it was a really well choreographed scene. And just, I I don't know, I really like when I see, you know, the warriors of Wakanda basically um, show their, their abilities. And, you know, it's a fleet of women. And I just, I I find that... um, really really nice to showcase uh so it was was nice that they got to be in this show and 
Um, of course, they were they were supposed to try to get Zemo, I think, at that point. But it was a really, really good feeling when they they battled John. And yeah. Yeah, there's a couple moments in this series where he extends it because he just at the wrong time interrupts the the thing that's supposed to happen from happening. And here he interrupted the Dora Milaje from getting Zemo. And later he interrupts where Sam has pretty much convinced Carly, you know, that he's not he's not going to like trick them or anything like he wants to hear what they have to say and he wants to find a an equitable solution for everyone and then john just busts in and like completely ruins everything she like becomes more convinced that it was all a trick and and everything yeah yeah he's just bad news all all around but i mean it was it was entertaining to watch uh, that's that's for sure um i had a couple more things i wanted to to bring up um the first thing is, uh, well, I lost it. I'll, it'll come back to me. But the other one I want to bring up was related to Isaiah. Um, when he was telling his story, it made me think of the Tuskegee experiment, which um, this seems to be a trend with, with uh, modern TV is that the writers try and slip in a piece of history like we saw it with Watchmen. I hear it um, is going on with uh, Lovecraft Country, but I, I haven't watched that show yet. Um, but this one struck me as the Tuskegee Experiment, which is a program. Uh, I had my notes. They're, they're over there somewhere. I'll try and do it from memory. Uh, it's the CDC and another entity, so like the U.S. government doing this. And what they did was they convinced a bunch of of, uh, African-American people, I think it was men, it might have been men and women, in Alabama that they were going to get free health care to be a part of this study. And instead what they did was they infected 399 of the 600 people with syphilis and then left them untreated for 30 years to see what would happen. And... How long ago was this? Uh, like there has 40, to be 40, ethical. Okay, That's... it ended in seventy four. The thirty years is to seventy four. So I guess forty four. Hmm. And yeah, it's it's like taught Super as unethical. kind of yeah yes. in like ethics courses and all that about how wrong this was, and because they they were told they were getting health care, but but they actually weren't. Um, and I, I I think when I was reading, like, 28 people died directly due to syphilis and, like, another 100 or something died due to complications. Many of the wives and children got syphilis through through, through the men that were infected. Was in the family, yeah. And I forget what I was listening to or watching recently, but um, they were re- they were talking about uh, voter voter laws in... Uh, or trying to get voter turnout in in Alabama, and they were like, someone was confused as to why, you know, pe- the the African American people weren't turning out to vote, and someone brought sick. up like, no, someone and brought up like, that's where the Tuskegee from... experiment happened. Like the government told them one thing and did something else, and now the government's telling them to come out and vote. You think they're mm-hmm. gonna listen? Like they've been lied to by this government mm-hmm. in the past. Like they are super skeptical, and rightfully so. So like when when Isaiah was telling his story, that's what it made me think of is like, mm-hmm. you know, you you promised this man, you know, a good thing, like be a part of the super soldier program, like get enhanced, serve your country. And then you locked him up for 30 years to experiment on him. And all of your comrades or everyone around you died from it. 
and you save them and then that's how you get treated or whoever he ended up saving and then yeah he gets locked up and and experimented on because they need to try to reproduce it because he lived and he is okay but everyone else wasn't yeah like it's super messed up oh and it came back to me the other part uh it's the flag smashers so my understanding uh and i i quickly looked at the marvel wiki flag smasher was an individual and a mm. captain american Ma- captain america villain and there's been you know several incarnations as usually is the case in comics um but i definitely liked the idea of making it a movement that seemed very appropriate and and fit with the times and made the 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 story seem current i mean we'll have to see 20 years from now if it seems dated at that point but like it certainly fit with the the current times of of you know things that have happened with with the end game and then moving into this and people coming back and it being an entire half of the world needing to be placed somewhere or figure out what right. to do and now that people are back yeah but i was thinking also just real world stuff you know with oh. like the the attempted insurrection at the capitol and you know a bunch of other things that are happening and and people getting you know the people getting disillusioned with the government and forming a group to uh you know protest and try and you know elect people that that agree with them like it, it seemed it seemed appropriate to make it a movement instead of having it be one person with some followers like mm-hmm. i mean we obviously saw they had sort of a leader in carly but it, it wasn't like it wasn't like she was the only one like she was just the person the most motivated or you know had the the most direct ideas and and everyone else was like okay yeah we'll we'll help you uh get that done like it it wasn't oh this is the flag smasher and his minions it was this is you know the organization of flag smashers and we got access to super soldiers here so we're going to use it to accomplish our goals mm-hmm. so yeah I, I thought that was really well done and and a a good change from what what the comics had that that fit the show better so that's all I got. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, that's pretty much all I've got as well. Okay. So why don't you give us your uh, recap and rating for for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Okay. Not not Captain and not Captain, Captain Falcon and, and White Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wish I guess ahead of time I did my homework and figured out which which movies or series I needed to rewatch because I, I think I would have enjoyed it a little more if I wasn't um, confused a lot of the times um, that's on me. But um, yeah, this definitely did make me still want to go back and watch those just so that, I don't know, I haven't watched those in a while and I, I want to know. Um, I think overall there's like a few bits here and there that I would have liked if I'd gotten a little bit more like if they had one more episode or you know had a couple more flashbacks even with you know just you know a 20 second scene to kind of help explain things I thought that would have um, enhanced the series Um, but overall I think this was really well done um, kind of showcasing Sam's story or journey from falcon to being captain america and then of course bucky going through kind of his um healing process and recovery um and kind of still working through things because obviously you know he did have that period in wakanda where he was um 
recovering, but then this was kind of more the relationships that he's trying to heal with the different people. So like, of course, with Sam and then just with his past and maybe people he need, he felt he should reconcile with. Um, so like the last one was uh, Mr. Nakajima, I think. So um, I thought that was extremely well done. Of course, the fight scenes and kind of the tech were really cool. Uh, so overall, I think I'm going to give this uh 8 out of 10 Red Wings. I think those that was super cool. I know we didn't really talk about that, but the little uh, rocket or plane looking thing that pops off of uh, Sam's uh, yeah, it's a, pack like on a the back. UAV, an uh, unmanned aerial vehicle that is kind of his sidekick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like his little sidekick that he tells like, okay, go, you know, go whatever. And, you know, he was able to scan the, or I'm saying he, but it was able to scan the, the people in that helicopter and like, okay, are any of them you know, pilots or did any of them have flight experience and it can like, you know, maybe search a database or whatever and figure out who's in it, facial recognition. I just thought that was cool. You know, we didn't really talk about the tech, but yep. So eight out of 10 Red Wings for me. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Like the, they did a really good job of, of the, except for the second fight scene when they're uh trying to track down the trucks and we first get john john walker and and battlestar showing up that one there was a couple scenes in there where the cg was kind of iffy great um but i feel like every other uh fight scene and and tech piece uh, of the series was very well done and it didn't look you know like stripped down for for television you know less budget than than a movie or whatnot so yeah i i I really enjoyed this. Definitely a lot more than WandaVision, but also I'm more invested in these characters than I am in in Wanda and and Vision. Um so like this is the one of of the announced 3, you know, the and you know now we're kind of partway through the Loki series at the time of of recording. Um this is the one I was most looking forward to of mm-hmm. the 3 between WandaVision, this one and Loki. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I'm not surprised that that I like this, you know, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I mentioned in in my bad points, I thought it started out a little bit slowly and um, maybe could have used a tiny bit of more recap uh, in that first episode to get you kind of caught up Oriented, on where they yeah where they're gonna go with this yeah where the where the characters had come from to get to this point you know um, I mean I, I think they did a pretty good job like I didn't feel completely lost at any point just. A couple of things where I'm like, hmm, I'm probably missing something here because I'm not quite sure who that is or mm-hmm. why that person is is important to this scene. Um, but uh, overall, I think it's a it it's great to see uh, Marvel continuing with the using Disney Plus to to their their full advantage, and especially at a time when uh, we're just now starting to come out of the year and a half of pandemic. Uh, and it was great to have these as kind of a th- something to look forward to, and then something to tide things over before, like we could go back out to theaters and see. I think Black Widow's coming up in in a like a week or so. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's great great show. I definitely enjoyed it. I would definitely like to see a, an additional se- season. Uh, I kind of feel like we need maybe a movie in between to kind of give them kind of a new starting point. Like this seemed to have the starting point of Endgame happened and 
there's stuff fallout from that that we need to deal with and these are the characters to deal with the grc and and the um the crisis that's come up because oh someone was gone for five years their house got sold and now a new family lives there now they're back and what do we do you know Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is the right the captain america set of characters is the right set of characters to tell that story so um i definitely enjoyed all the the in-universe detail the ties to current events and history as i mentioned with the the whole uh, isaiah and tuskegee experiment uh situation so i i'm with you i'm going to say it gets uh eight detachable bucky arms uh out, out of ten <laughs> did you know it could do that no no <laughs> No, that's what Sam was saying. And Bucky's like, no, like she just like straight up. Yeah. Again with the tech. <laughs> yeah. That Wakandan tech is, is outstanding. Mm-hmm. All right. What did you guys think? Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? We'd love to hear uh, your feedback. You can email it to us at arcreactionspod at gmail.com. You can swing by our Facebook page, uh, leave a like and a comment, facebook.com slash arcreactionspodcast. You can tweet your comments at us at arcreactionspod, and you can tumble them our way at arcreactionspodcast.tumblr.com. Find the show on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and more. Once again, a big thank you to Packy for our intro and outro music. And I believe our next episode is going to be the Black Widow film, but uh, plans may change. So stay tuned to the website and we'll let you know what we're going to do next. Thanks for listening. This has been a Cat Interrupted Production.